Leatherface is back in Texas Chainsaw Massacre, and you know things are serious because they dropped the the. Hello everybody, I'm Dan Merle here with my review of the latest in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre saga. It's what's commonly referred to as a requel in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre series from director David Blue Garcia and writer Chris Thomas Devlin. And I guess because there were two other films already in the series called The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, they decided to make things even more confusing and drop the article. The movie is set up as a direct sequel to the original 1974 film, yes, another one of those. After the original murders, Leatherface exists as a mythical figure who's been missing for decades. She must have looked for that maniac for more than 30, 40 years. So she, she found him. He was wearing a mask. Not easy to locate someone if you don't know what they look like but he's found when a group of social media influencers roll into Harlow, a Texas ghost town, in order to buy up all the old storefronts and gentrify the city. And let this be a lesson to all of you social media influencers out there. If you're thinking about going into an old, dusty Texas ghost town and buying a storefront site unseen in order to build a business, despite the fact that there's no infrastructure or really any guarantee that it's going to work, Think twice. Oh, this space would be perfect for my art gallery. Yes. Lila, look, we could put a comic book store in here. Naturally, of course, Leatherface has been shacking up in this town at the site of an abandoned orphanage where he grew up. And when the group kicks out the woman who's been taking care of him, he decides to put that skin mask back on and exact some Texas-style vengeance. <laughs> Oh, and did I mention that thing where they also bring back the survivor of the first film? Because this movie does that as well, bringing back the character of Sally Hardesty. Sadly, Marilyn Burns, who played Sally in 1974's film, passed away a few years ago. So the role has been recast, but you've got all of the other checklists that you would expect. She's old, she's grizzled, she's got the white hair. 50 years I've been waiting for this night, just to see him again. It's just like the setup for 2018's Halloween. The new victims in this movie are played by a young cast, including Jacob Lattimore as Dante, the leader of the gentrification movement. We have a bus full of potential investors on the way here. If they see this flag, they're not going to buy. Sarah Yarkin as his business partner, Melody. Elsie Fisher as her younger sister, Lisa, whose backstory as a school shooting survivor is both underutilized and shamelessly exploitative. And Moe Dunford as Richter, the local mechanic who resents the new kids in town. So you guys are what, like a cult? We're the idealistic individuals who want to build a better world. Yeah, that's a cult. Also, there's literally a bus full of victims that pulls into town, but none of them really matter. Try anything you cancel, bro. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was made for people who apparently think that the selling point of the original 1974 film was the chainsaw. It is all blood, all gore, and no brains. As a matter of fact, it requires its characters to be consistently and radically stupid. Turn around. And listen, I'm not sticking up for the kids from the original film. It's not that smart to go up to this old house, but it was the 1970s. There were no cell phones. We didn't have true crime documentaries. Anybody home? Hello? 
There's no excuse for any of the dummies in this film, and that includes the character of Sally Hardesty, who does so many ridiculously stupid things that I wanted to take a chainsaw to the screen, and I was watching it at home. So just to be clear, Texas Chainsaw Massacre made me want to take a chainsaw to my own purchased television. Please, you have to let us out of here, please. I'm sorry, I can't. Looks like it's you that he wants. You need to stay. If this was just another slasher movie, then I think it would probably find its own niche in the midnight horror section because it has the over-the-top gore, all of the blood and entrails of a kind of splatter gore horror sensation. But by attaching the Texas Chainsaw Massacre name and by doing this whole requel thing where you're setting up a direct sequel to the original film, you're setting an expectation for your movie as well, and that is to at least try to elevate it above the lowest common denominator. Unfortunately, Texas Chainsaw Massacre doesn't do that. This is yet another example of using the name of an established IP to generate interest in an extremely uninspired project. There is nothing in this movie that you haven't seen before other than, as I said, some really good gore effects. But you know what? There are also some really good horror movies that have great gore effects, but also have things like good characters or a script that doesn't insult my intelligence actively. When you're making a dumb teenager movie that makes the teenagers from 50 years ago look like rocket scientists by comparison, there's only so much leeway that I'm going to give you. There are also a couple of moments that flirt with why Leatherface was such a great slasher in the original movie, but those moments are quickly drowned out by yet another killing spree. There's literally a scene where he chainsaws his way through an entire bus full of victims. I guess this kind of excess is what some people are looking for from their horror films, but it's certainly not what I'm looking for. I'd love some nuance, some actual scares, something different, something new. There's nothing to be had in that vein in this film. I thought this was a really bad movie. It's the same dumb movie with the same dumb characters doing the same dumb things with the same bad acting that you've seen a million times before. And producer Fede Alvarez has been hyping this movie up as being so respectful to the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre and its legacy. Maybe what he meant was that this movie makes the original The Texas Chainsaw Massacre look so much better by comparison that you can't help but appreciate the great work that was done back in 1974. If you're watching it for blood and guts and severed limbs, then this has plenty of it. That's fine. But if you're looking for anything else from this movie, including any sort of interesting twist on the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mythology or any of the characters, look elsewhere. It would be bad if it was just another sequel. It's worse because they're hyping it up as one of these movies that holds special importance because you're skipping all the quote-unquote bad movies. The final scene of the movie even seems to want to evoke the original, but nothing in that scene or really any other scene in this Texas Chainsaw Massacre establishes it as anything else than another second-rate knockoff. So in case you couldn't notice, that is a negative review for me for Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but what did you think? Did you put it on on Netflix and enjoy it for what it is? I guess I can see that. 
Let me know down in the comments below. And as always, if you want to see what I'm up to, you can check me out not only here on YouTube, but also on my audio channel. You can find all those links in the description below and on Patreon at patreon.com slash Dan Merle. Thanks so much for watching this review of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. I will be back soon with yet another review. I have a review coming up very soon of Peacemaker, the entire first season that just ended on HBO Max. And I also have a review coming up of All of Us Are Dead on Netflix. So it is a big weekend of reviews. I'm excited to have you join us. Thanks so much. Stay safe. And I'll see you next time.